0: I have a telephone interview with Rachel Leah Jones and Philip Belliacci, directors of Advocate, the film that was in Oscar shortlist for the best feature documentary, and also the winner of Go Energistics Bridging the Borders Award, offered by Cinema Without Borders at Palmer Springs International Film Festival 2020. My first question from Rachel and Philip is. What did motivate them to make this film?
1: Both Philippe and I have known Lea for many, many years. I've known her almost all my adult life. Um, and Philippe met her a few years after. Um, and in, in some ways, you could say that she modeled for us uh, what it looked like to be critical and Israeli, uh, to love the land and its people, uh, but not necessarily love the regime. And um, Philippe, I think, early on identified as a filmmaker that she could at least potentially make a a great character, but uh, what interested him in many ways was not so much what does she do, since we all know what she does, but how does she do it? Um, I think that I hadn't really occurred to me sometimes the things that are too close to you, you don't see them. Uh, It hadn't occurred to me to make a film about her, but about five years ago, after nobody else made a film about her, Philippe sort of looked at me and said, "I think that that somebody is us. That we are going to be the people who are going to finally sort of, you know, um, take the time to uh, to to look at what what and how she does what she does, and 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 by extension, look at who she is for for Israelis and for Palestinians." You know, Lea's the kind of person who spoke truth to power before the term became trendy, and she's going to continue doing so after fear makes it unfashionable. And I think that we also understood that she's a, a model of a kind of engaged citizenship that uh, we're hard pressed to preserve in Israel, Palestine, but also in the rest of the world. And so I think, I don't know if we understood that before we embarked on the film, but we understood it very soon into the production process that that, uh, that we need more Lea Zemmels in this world.
0: How challenging was this film and how difficult was to shoot it in Israel?
1: I think every documentary film is hard to make, regardless of the subject matter. It's a strange medium that we work in, it's um, uh, hard to raise the needed money. Um, it's, uh, you got to stay on your toes, you've got to reconcile the ideas in your head with the reality on the ground that you meet as you're doing it. Um, in this particular case, we we had a, a typically hard time, not atypical. Uh, you know, there was some uh, resistance uh, from the Israeli funds early, uh, early in the process. Our first um, financier was actually an Israeli cable channel, a documentary channel, and they... Um, they really sort of gave us uh, the first shot of encouragement um, in the process, but then after that it was it, we saw that it was going to be difficult to get money in Israel. We turned to um, uh, TV channels and funds outside. Uh, over the course of uh, the two, three years of production, we were able to raise the needed money to make the film, and we felt very well supported by the international community. And toward the end of the film, um, the israeli film funds actually did come through um and and i don't know that we've had a, such a an easy route on our other projects or, or certainly it wasn't any easier um in terms of you know access to filming you can't film in israeli courtrooms period that goes for everybody so it wasn't as if we were barred from something and we attained the needed permits to film in the courthouse hallways and uh, worked with our, uh, you know, our press card, and 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 got what we needed in order to tell the kind of story we wanted to tell. So um, I don't know that other than just living in that place with all of its uh, tensions, um, difficulties, and contradictions, uh, that we had any harder time making this film than any other film. It's, it's just hard to. It's a hard place to live.
2: <laughs> we didn't have any. Uh, resistance to get permission to film in court. Court, just like hospitals, are a very safe place. And I would even add that Leah is very well respected inside the courts, both by uh, the judges, the prosecutors, but also by the personnel uh, of the court, who were more than happy that um, by the end of her career, someone was finally doing a movie about her. So I know that it can sound paradoxical, uh, but in, in a way, we, we during the filming in court, we felt uh, very safe.
0: Is making advocate a sign that there is a hope for a better future of democracy and also justice in Israel?
1: Um. What you describe is, it sounds great, uh, it sounds very encouraging. I, I, uh, I'm i not quite as optimistic as last, so I'm not sure that that's indeed going to be the case. I know that we're dealing with a situation where, um, I, I, I don't know if this makes sense, but I'll, I'll share it by way of an anecdote. Um, in in you know, in the film, Lea's husband tells us about her very first case in 1972, um, where a group of uh, Jewish and Arab, you know, re- revolutionaries got together and, and wanted to reach out to their counterparts in Syria, and and finally were put on trial for for treason and and other things. Um, In that scene where her husband is talking about that being Lea's first case as a defense lawyer, he says, you know, at the time, uh, what were we saying? We were saying there are Palestinians, there's an occupation, the Palestinians have rights, things that that today sound really banal, but at the time sounded revolutionary. And what's really sad about that statement of his is that they don't sound banal anymore. They sound revolutionary again um so the things that we were able to take for granted um along these five decades are possibly not things that we can take for granted anymore and um so you know the way that we have been targeted in israel is uh something along the lines of uh, i remember that an israeli um um rabbi philosopher was many years ago, he was on a bus uh, going to the university, and I was on that bus traveling in the morning to go to, to school. And I, uh, a girl said to him, excuse me, sir, can you close the window? It's really cold outside. And he looked to her and his sort of heavy, Yiddish accent and said to her and if I don't close the window it won't be cold outside and what we've been telling people is and if we don't talk about the occupation there won't be an occupation but it's really back to these basics you have to insist even on the terms of reference for what is this conversation so I love hearing what you said but I'm not quite as hopeful because I feel like we really have to like go back to scratch again and uh and that in itself is a challenge, but maybe maybe the conversation has to play out the second time around with different terms, and maybe it'll catch.
0: How your film was received in different film festivals, and especially in Israel? The film has a great reception.
2: We uh, premiered in Sundance Film Festival a, a year ago, and the reception was uh, a fantastic. And what struck us uh, from the beginning is that people were not only seeing what's happening in Israel-Palestine, but were also able to make a parallel to what's happening in their own society. And we felt that when we showed it in Sundance, in Thessaloniki, where we won the first prize, in um, many other festivals and countries... Uh, so it was uh, interesting to see how um this approach so human approach that has uh, Leah Zemel to her client is was something that um a, people were recognizing of course we were uh, um um there was a big uh, question mark on how the film would be received in Israel because not everybody uh, likes uh, uh, what Lea Tzemel is doing. And we premiered in Tel Aviv, in the major main uh, documentary film festival, docaviv in late May. And then something wonderful happened. Uh, the movie was scheduled for three uh, screenings. Um, the first one was sold out immediately, After the first one, the two others were sold out quasi-immediately. The festival added a fourth screening. It was sold out. We won the first prize at the festival. They added another screening. It was sold out. And people, I mean, the public was just um, uh, there. And we understood that even in Israel and even... Well, with a, a, an Israeli Jewish public, which is the main public of Tel uh, this public was thirsty uh, to hear this kind of point of view. Uh, it was uh, it was great. It was it, it felt very very good that uh, those kind of uh, alternative voice to the mainstream that we haven't heard. Uh, in the last years and less and less I would I should say in the last years had its public so <clears throat> this was all good and since then we are invited in many uh, uh, cities and 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 cinematex to show the film but um, in parallel to that a few days after the win in Dokaviv, uh, the Minister of Culture of Israel came uh, against the movie if, if saying in a in a public statement that she thought it was um, a shame that such a movie has been made in Israel and even a greater shame that the film got the first prize
1: so yeah like like Philip said our reception at docaviv sort of defied our, our wildest expectations um, But, um, soon after, um, the festival, the minister of culture came out against the film saying it was a shame that a film like this had been made in Israel and even greater shame that it won, um, the film festival that it had received any public funding and sort of set into motion, um, a protest movement on the part of, of a right wing vigilante group, uh, which demanded that, um, the sort of, uh, we we got a, a uh, an Oscar campaign grant because Tel Aviv is an Oscar qualifying festival, so in addition to the first prize award, we also got this special grant, and they um, pressured um, the Israel Lottery Arts Council, who were which was the body that had um, granted the the money, to take uh, the money back to cancel the award, and um, the lottery caved. Uh, Really, really fast to that pressure. It was very harsh pressure. Um, But then something beautiful happened that we had also never expected, which was that the entire arts community in, in Israel went up on its hind legs and said enough is enough. We've had too many attempts to interfere and intervene in public speak in critical discourse, and we want to reclaim some of that space. And they demanded that the um, grant be reinstated or else they would boycott, not boycott, but yeah, perhaps that they would refuse to take money from um, from uh, their own award money in the areas of literature, uh, plastic arts, film, uh, theater, and so on. And so a movement was sort of galvanized around the attempt to censor our film. Um, and a few months later, the grant was reinstated. Um, so it's been a very sort of roller coastery experience. But we would have to say um, that, um, despite all kinds of attempts to sort of shut down the film, or shut our mouths, or shut Lea's mouth through uh, through censorship um, against the film, that those those attempts have largely failed, and that the backlash has been um, encouraging. People. People still want to have open conversations. People still want to say, um, okay, there's an occupation and it's complicated, but let's let's face that reality and let's talk about it. Uh,
0: please tell us what you think about winning uh, the Bridging the Borders Award at the Palm Springs International Film Festival.
1: Specifically, the word borders is really attractive to us. Um, Léa has a history of being a... I don't know if she's a border crosser but she's a boundary pusher. <laughs> she pushes the boundaries of of what Israelis understand um, a human rights defender to be um, her husband Michelle when he was arrested um, in the 1980s for his joint work with Palestinians was in many ways arrested not so much for the specifics of what he did which was to publish um, a booklet uh, but about the fact that he was doing that hand in hand with Palestinian activists and um, And so uh, he wrote a piece when he was sent to jail, he wrote a piece called On the Border. And then later that turned into the title of his book. And On the Border means... I am not crossing over from one society into another and pretending to be something I'm not. I'm very much of my own society, but I will go all the way to the border and stand on the border, not to delineate it, but to, uh, to, to blur it. Um, and I will go as far as I can. I will stretch the limits of, uh, of what people understand. Loyalty to mean what people understand um, the law to mean. I won't cross it, but I will stretch it, and I will stand on the border and show the people of my own society how far they can go. And I will, from that border, be able to reach out my hand uh, in solidarity to the people on the other side of that border. And I think that kind of the notion of the border has really informed Michelle and Les lives uh, politically, professionally. And so it's, um, it couldn't be a better title <laughs> for a prize for a film like ours.
0: Thank you very much on behalf of Cinema Without Borders and Go Energetics.